You're listening to the Option Alpha Podcast from OptionAlpha.com, where we show you how to make smarter trades, learn how the stock market really works, and generate consistent monthly income. Monthly income. Now, your host and head trader at OptionAlpha.com, Kirk Duplessis. Hey everyone, this is Kirk here again from OptionAlpha.com, working every single week to make this the most popular investing podcast offered on iTunes because it's based on one thing and one thing only, and that's helping you guys make smarter trades. So thanks so much for tuning in today. Sorry for my voice. I'm just a little under the weather, but still want to get out one of these podcasts. And we've got a topic today that I think is going to be really interesting because it's often a question or a series of questions that I get as we head into expiration. So at the time of this recording, we just went through expiration and we're going to be heading into a new expiration cycle here soon when you guys are listening to this podcast when it goes live. So I think this idea of assignment in stock is definitely a big topic and, and nobody seems to really cover it in depth. So hopefully this podcast can be the one and all solution to why you shouldn't be afraid of getting assigned stock and having to deal with that in your account. So here's what we're going to go through today in the podcast. First, we're going to walk through the assignment and exercise process just so you know how that kind of works and what the parties are that are involved. Then we're going to talk about what happens if you have no capital available to sustain an assignment of a stock. And that's probably one of the bigger questions I get is that what if I get assigned a stock and I don't have the capital that's available in my account to hold that position? What happens exactly and how does that work in your account? Then we're going to talk about exercising assignment after hours when most assignments actually happen, so the the statistics on when assignments actually happen. And then at the end, we're gonna kind of wrap up here with some tips to handle or avoid assignment in your account if you don't wanna deal with it. So we've got a jam-packed session today and definitely uh, a lot of great information that we need to cover in this podcast. All right, so let's get started here first by talking about just the assignment process and what happens through throughout that and who the players are that are involved. So. As we go through this video, we're going to be talking about the assignment process as it relates to holding a short put option. So in this case, if you sold a naked put below the market or some sort of spread below the market and your short put gets assigned, you would actually be assigned underlying shares of that stock. You'd have to buy that stock at the strike price of that put option. So Here's the basic logistics of how it happens. And we've got a great video tutorial inside the membership area on the assignment process. You can see a a great diagram of this and we go through it in there as well. But what happens when a stock gets assigned is that first, the person who is the put holder, so the person who actually bought the put, they will send an exercise notice to their broker. Okay, so they will decide that for some reason they want to exercise that option and they want to be short that amount of stock at that price. So you're gonna have to buy the stock, they're gonna be short the stock at that price. So then, once they send that exercise notice to their broker, whoever it is, that broker then, through its administrative department, sends a notice to the OCC, which is the Options Clearing Corp. And the Options Clearing Corp is basically the third party that guarantees all trades on all sides of the market. So the broker, sends that notice of exercise to the OCC. The OCC then immediately delivers shares to the broker's account or negative shares to that broker's account, which then deliver it to the client. So that happens automatically on that end. The OCC will immediately deliver the other side of the trade to that put option holder or that buyer immediately through the broker's account. 
Now, on the other side, because the OCC doesn't actually have any of these shares that they control, but they just kind of manage the market and guarantee the trades, they will, at the same time that they deliver those shares or those short shares, they will select randomly from a member firm or another broker that will be exercised or signed those underlying shares. Okay, so this is the important part. The broker is selected randomly by the OCC. It's not that they have a list and they just go right down in order and they say, okay, this broker gets assigned first and then this one or then this one. They randomly select a broker from all of the different brokers that are out there that are part of the OCC to get assigned the underlying shares of the stock. Okay, so as soon as that broker, whoever it is, in our case, it might be Thinkorswim or uh, Trade Monster or Trade King or whoever, once that broker gets the assignment notice from the OCC, they will then randomly select clients from their client list who are short that option and assign the shares to them, removing their option from their account. Okay, so again, it's randomly selected from the OCC, which broker, the broker then randomly selects some of the traders that are in uh, their account that have short options in that stock. They will randomly select that person and then give them the shares, deliver the shares to them because they'll be assigned the stock and then they will take the option out of their account. So now they will have the stock position in their account. They will not have the option position in their account. So in this case with a put option, if you sold a put at a 100 strike price, you would then be delivered shares with a net price of $100 per share. And it doesn't matter where the stock is trading. So the stock could be trading lower, the stock could be trading higher, you're gonna be delivered those shares at the strike price in your account. Now as soon as those shares are delivered and given to you and you buy them in your account and we reduce the capital requirement in your account, the broker then sends the shares back to the OCC, which really completes the order, okay? So the OCC will deliver short shares to the other party in the transaction first through their broker, then they will get the shares from some other random party in the market, a random broker and a random client to deliver the shares and complete the whole cycle. So again, if you are having trouble following this, hopefully we explained it good enough uh, in this podcast. But again, we have got a video tutorial inside the membership area at optionalpha.com. It goes over this entire process with a bunch of graphics and, and all that stuff, which is really cool. But the important thing to remember here is that everything is random. So there's no way of knowing that you're going to get assigned stock or assigned the shares, whatever the case is. It's completely random. Your broker doesn't know until they get alerted by the OCC. You don't know until you get alerted by the OCC. So this is why we really have no way of knowing when it's going to happen, you know, within a certain margin of, of error. And you shouldn't be afraid of it because it's just a natural process that happens in the market. And so as we kind of go through here again, this is, there's a bunch of reasons why you shouldn't be afraid of this happening. So now that we've talked about that assignment and exercise process, we want to talk about what happens if you don't have the funds available to exit the trade. So in this case, let's say that you get assigned that stock at $100 a share, and for some reason your account doesn't have enough money to handle that amount of shares. So let's say it was $100 of Netflix stock, and Netflix is trading above $400. So it'd be a pretty large position because you gotta hold long 100 shares of Netflix stock at $400 or some other stock price, whatever the case is. 
So what happens is that as soon as you get delivered those shares and you're now long those shares, your broker is going to take buying power out of your account because they have to cover that amount of stock. Now, if you don't have enough buying power in your account or enough capital, your buying power or your capital requirement will actually go negative. And that means that you owe money to the broker or to your your investment house. You owe money to that broker to cover the trade and you didn't have enough in your account. So your account balance will show as a negative balance. Now, as soon as this happens, you're going to be you're going to receive what's called a margin call. And some brokers have different requirements for that, but I know that at TD Ameritrade and Thinkorswim, once you receive that margin call, you have five business days to cover that call. And what that means is that you've got five days to do anything that you can, and this is where it gets into a lot of logistics on how we can reverse the risk, but you've got five days to do anything you can to reverse that negative balance and add capital to your account. Now, in most cases, most people think about a margin call as I've got to transfer money into my account to cover that balance. And that might be one way to do it. If you want to hold the stock position and you have the funds available, you can transfer money into that account and increase your negative balance up to you know something that's more appropriate. But in most cases, if you don't want to transfer money, if you don't have to transfer money into your account, you still have five days to cover this trade. Now, what's really going to happen is that you basically are going to want to reverse the trade on the next business day. So let's talk about a scenario. If you are short a put option at a strike price of 100 and you get assigned those shares at $100 a contract or $100 a share, but you don't have the capital to hold that position, what you'll want to do is the next business day, sell all of those shares back to the market. Because you are long those shares and the broker is basically covering you for the additional cost that you couldn't cover yourself. So the one way that you can reverse the trade very quickly is to sell those shares back to the market the next business day. Okay, and that's a great way to do it and it's a very, very easy way to get out of a position that you were assigned. Now, in some cases, some brokers, not all brokers, but some brokers do have very active risk management teams and they have risk monitors that they've set up that automatically happen in different accounts. And so what they do is they will scan all of their accounts and they might bring up an account that has the possibility of getting assigned, uh, you know, some stock and maybe, you know, because it's deep in the money and there's no value left in it extrinsically. So it's got a high likelihood of getting assigned. It's the last week of expiration. They may go in there for you and close out the option position so that you avoid assignment. Now, again, you'll have to talk to your broker. Make sure that you know what their process is for monitoring risk. I know that at TD Ameritrade and Thinkorswim, because we have self-directed accounts, it's on the client, i.e. it's on us, to manage our expiration risk. So they will not go in and automatically close out option positions They will let them go all the way to assignment and if need be, issue a margin call which requires us to bring capital to the account to get it back up to a zero balance or to sell out of the stock that we were assigned, okay? But the key here is again, just selling out of the stock is the easiest way to do it. So anytime that I've ever been assigned stock, 
You don't want to freak out. You'll see the stock in your account the next business day. And all you want to do if you don't want to hold the position or if your funds go negative short term is just sell out of that position. So sell the stock back to the market, reverse the trade, and you'll be done. You'll still have a margin call that's on your account for five days, but immediately you'll see your available buying power and account uh, information that is going to be reflected of you selling the shares back to the market and your buying power increased. Okay, so there's really nothing to be afraid of. You just have to understand. It's all about education and knowing exactly what happens. And hopefully we've kind of really driven that point home. So the other thing that we want to talk about is when you can exercise after hours. So there's actually an option with most brokers. And again, check with your broker for deadlines, but you can exercise options after hours. So this is really good when you have a credit spread or a debit spread, for example, and you are short one option and long the other option. If you get assigned stock on a short option, you can go in even after hours, after the market has stopped trading and exercise the other side of that trade. So instead of having to deal with the stock, you can immediately go in and exercise the other side of that trade. And what that will do, will that will net out the stock portion of your position and will just leave you with a profit and loss with the, within the difference of the strike prices that you selected. Okay, so that's something that people don't know you can do. You can exercise after hours. So it means you can even deal with this much quicker than dealing with it two or three days down the road, which you don't want to do. So that's a really great way to do it if you have a spread type position where you have multiple options, short sum and long sum. Now let's talk about when assignment actually happens. There's a lot of different theories out there about when assignment happens and how often it happens. The reality is, is that in our markets, assignments can happen at any point. There is no requirement for an option buyer to make exercise of their contract at any particular time for any particular reason. They can do it whenever they want. So there have been cases where we have been assigned very early in an expiration cycle for seemingly no reason. And that can happen. But here's the thing. That is not how it usually happens. The statistics are pretty fuzzy in all cases, but in most of the research that we found, we see that option assignment and exercise happens 80% more likely in the last week of expiration. So more than 80% of the time when you will get assigned or exercise contracts, it happens in the last week of expiration because people are deciding whether they want to hold the stock position or not heading forward, right? Their contract is expiring. They need to make a decision whether they want to be in the stock or not be in the stock going forward. So most option assignments happen that last week of expiration. Again, this can, again, give you a little bit of peace of mind to know that if you have a position that's in the money, say two weeks or three weeks before expiration, that it doesn't really mean that it's going to be assigned immediately. So a position going in the money or the strike price going in the money does not mean it's going to be assigned immediately. It happens more often on the last week of expiration. So knowing this, there's a couple tips to avoid it and manage it appropriately. The first tip is try to exit in the money trades the week before expiration or if possible, the week of expiration. So what we'll do here often on our membership blog and website is that we will exit trades the last week of expiration that are in the money and either winners or losers, whatever the case is. But we wanna to try to exit those trades Monday or Tuesday 
that week of expiration. Just because we don't want to let it go all the way to the end of the week for expiration, running that risk of assignment. The longer you wait, the higher your risk of assignment becomes. Number two is that you want to check the extrinsic value of the option. So this is really important because if there's a lot of extrinsic value in the option, mean time value or volatility value in the option, then you're less likely to be assigned. Because what happens is that when that assignment happens, that stock owner gets the shares and or gets short shares and you get put shares, meaning you own stock, but they also give up the extrinsic value of the option. So this is why most assignments happen that last week of expiration because the extrinsic value of options decreases as there's no more time left and volatility is now no longer a factor because we're in the last week of expiration. So if you can check inside your broker platform the intrinsic versus the extrinsic value of the option, if it's got a lot of extrinsic value left, then there's less likelihood you're going to be assigned. The last thing that we want to talk about is that it's so, so important to walk through the process over the phone with your broker in advance. Start asking them questions like, what happens if I have no funds available? How long does it take to, you know, how long do I have to uh, deal with a margin call? What do you guys do if my position is at risk of being assigned? Will you close it early or not? And it's so important that you walk through it with your broker over the phone to know all of these questions in advance because not that we want to have this happen, but inevitably it might happen and you need to deal with it now instead of dealing with it kind of frantically in the moment, right? Have a game plan now versus dealing with it frantically in the moment. All right, so let's get into the closing bell and talk about some new trades that we're making today. Now, the closing bell. Find out which stocks we're looking at right now, trades we're making, and hear our game plan moving forward. All right, so in the closing bell today, I want to talk about two trades that we just made. Again, at the time of this recording, we just went through expiration last week, and we've got earnings that are starting to really ramp up. So two of the stocks that we're trading, we're actually trading post earnings for really different reasons. So it's really cool because as we know, we make a lot of earnings trades because we want to see that implied volatility drop. But in some cases, we don't see that implied volatility drop very quickly after earnings. Now, two examples of that are with Morgan Stanley, which is ticker symbol MS, and Halliburton, which is ticker symbol HAL. Now, in Morgan Stanley, what we saw is that the stock already announced earnings, but even after earnings, implied volatility stayed very high in the stock, and it stayed up around the 65th percentile, so definitely over that 50th percentile that we talked about or that we use as kind of our guidepost. So we had an option here to sell a credit spread above the market. Earnings weren't that good for Morgan Stanley. The stock opened lower. So we quickly went in the same day and sold a credit spread above the market. It's got a 75% chance of success because we're selling it far out of the money and Morgan Stanley has high implied volatility. The same thing happened with Hal. So Halliburton, again, announced earnings. The stock really you know, didn't go anywhere but implied volatility also didn't go anywhere and remained high. So implied volatility remained in the 70th percentile for Halliburton. And so we were able to just yesterday, again, go in and sell a credit call spread above the market, about a 75% chance of success as well. Selling that call spread above the market with implied volatility around the 70th percentile. Now, as of today, the market open, it looks like implied volatility in HAL is going to drop down to around the 46th 
percentile. So this will immediately give us a huge drop in implied volatility and we should see a nice little profit materialize in how. Now in the MS trade, which is Morgan Stanley, the stock was trading at about 34 and we were able to sell the 37.38 call spread above the market. This means that if the stock does not go up to 37 by expiration and trades anywhere below 37, we get to keep all of the premium that we received. With the Halliburton trade, the stock was trading just under 40 and we were able to sell the 44.45 credit call spread above the market. So just like Morgan Stanley, the stock needs to stay below, anywhere below 44 at expiration and we have an opportunity to make a profit. So currently the stock is at just about 40, so it would need to rally more than $4 between now and expiration for us to lose money. So very high probability trade in both cases. Thanks for listening to the Option Alpha podcast. If you liked what you heard, please drop by iTunes and leave a rating or comment. Plus, you can get everything. Free email updates for future shows, transcripts, video tutorials, case studies, and more. Just visit our website at optionalpha.com. All right, so I truly hope you enjoyed today's show and got at least one thing out of it that you can apply right now to make you a smarter, more profitable trader and investor. And really, it's all about having another level of confidence in your trading. And hopefully we were able to go through some really good examples on the assignment process and the exercise process so that you don't have to be afraid of that happening in your account. Now, as always, you can find additional show comments, any mentioned links or videos that we talked about today by going to optionalpha.com slash show 18. Again, that's optionalpha.com slash show 18, just the number 18. And until next time, happy trading.